On today's episode, we cover a lot of ground. I've invited a serial entrepreneur who has built several different communities, and the latest one is a matchmaking service that matches up podcast guests with podcast hosts. You might guess how we met. Anyway, if you're interested in some of the ways in which he has grown his community membership from scratch, then listen in. And also, if you're interested in possibly placing your company spokesperson on podcasts, and other different types of media outlets, we also walk through some great advice on how to pitch that person and put together the right content to make an impression with show hosts. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Content Marketing Engineered, your source for building trust and generating demand with technical content. Here's your host, Wendy Cove. Hi, and welcome to Content Marketing Engineered. On each episode, I'll break down an industry trend, challenge, or best practice in marketing to technical audiences. You'll meet colleagues and industry friends of mine who will stop by to tell you their stories. And my goal is that you leave each episode feeling inspired and ready to take action. Before we jump in, I'd like to give a quick shout out to True Marketing. True is a content marketing agency based in beautiful Austin, Texas, and serves companies focused in technical industries. For more information, visit truemarketing.com. And now on with our podcast. Well, today I'm joined by James Mulvaney. He's a serial entrepreneur and founder of several companies, including podcast.co. And uh, this company, as well as his others, all help marketers use audio content to grow their business. And one of their solutions is called matchmaker.fm. And this is how James and I met. So uh, welcome to the show, James. Thanks, Wendy. How's it going? It's going really well here in Austin, Texas. I'm, I'm just starting out my day, but I can tell from your accent, you might be in a different time zone. Yeah. So I'm based in Manchester in, in the UK. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty grim day today here, actually. Uh, gray skies and not looking too good, but it's still pretty warm. So we're getting like an Indian summer, you know, when it kind of comes along at the end of September at the moment. So it's all right. There you go. Perfect. Well, we have a big tropical storm just to the south of us, All so right. it's pretty gray here too. But we'll, we'll brighten up everyone's days with uh, talking about building a community today. Hopefully. Yeah. And um, this is something you know a lot about. So um, having started several businesses yourself mm. and starting from ground zero, um, and <laughs> I can't wait to just explore more how you recommend other companies do this that have... Mm you know, new initiatives, whether it's a new offering uh, within an existing company or a new company themselves. So can't wait to learn a little bit more from you. Cool. Yeah. So when we first met, uh, you found me on LinkedIn. Yep. Um, so just maybe we start with that story because I think it's a nice lead in to mm. how you grow community for, um, for your company. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll, well, I'll talk about Matchmaker. So obviously Matchmaker is... Um, it's a relatively new platform. We had, we were faced with the challenge when we launched the platform that, you know, no one wanted to sign up to a platform as a guest if there wasn't podcasts on it and podcasts didn't want to sign up to a platform if there wasn't lots of guests on it. So we were kind of like initially like, okay, how do we launch this thing with, you know, uh, uh, without a huge amount of marketing budget, et cetera. Um, and as I say, we, we kind of took it as a, a side project to begin with. And initially what we did was we, to, we sort of tested the demand for this sort of platform by, um, creating a couple of pages on our podcast.co site. And this is something that anyone can do, you know, in any market. We simply had two Google Forms. 
Um, they weren't just like enter your name and email address. They asked a few more questions than that. We had one embedded on the, the site, which was like, you know, if you're looking to be a guest on podcasts, you want to grow your personal brand, please fill out this form. And we had another one, which was like, if you've got a podcast and you're looking for more interesting guests and you want to speak to high profile people about what they do, please complete this form. Um, and we noticed that these two kind of funnels almost were starting to get some significant traction. So that was kind of like step one of this process. We thought, okay, there's obviously clearly a demand for this kind of service, which connects podcasters and guests. Um, we now we've just got to build the damn thing to make to make <laughs> this actually details, happen. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but to begin with, it was just you know literally we had these these kind of two Google forms which obviously linked into a Google sheet. But we actually had no way of connecting these two groups of people together. So, um, we then kind of sat down and we began by just sort of like concepting the, the product and thinking how it could work and making it as simple as possible to use. And obviously, then towards the back end of last year, went through the development process. And, you know, we had that, those initial sort of group of people that we could launch the product with, which sort of solved that problem. But then it's a case of how do you scale it? Because, you know, to begin with, we might have had, a, say, I don't know, 100 or 200 people between podcasters and guests on the platform. And, you know, it's still, still a good number to start off with, but it's still not that exciting. And you can quite easily, you know, speak to 50 people, you know, doing a podcast, as you well know, in a very short space of time. Um, so the next was, was, was how do we scale it? We kind of thought, well, we still didn't really kind of class it like, you know, a sort of social uh, media platform where, you know, you can browse um, profiles on the internet. So we thought, okay, let's use LinkedIn to sort of specifically like look for people who we think would be really interesting to connect with, either being podcasters or being the sorts of people that we think would be interested in being featured on podcast, which I think is exactly how we probably came across each other. Yeah. And um, when you did that, uh, were you utilizing um, any sort of automation to make that job easier? I imagine so. Yeah. So we've used uh, Octopus CRM um, Mm -hmm. to do a lot of our outreach, which has been really good. Um, There's lots and lots of LinkedIn automation tools out there. Um, To be honest with you, it's mainly about just been crafting a a message, I think, that doesn't come across too obnoxious, doesn't come across too spammy. <laughs> you know, I think the thing is... Wait, you're saying now, you weren't obnoxious in your message? I no, I, 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 I can not. say right now that you were not. You did a very good job, so... <laughs> yeah, I think um, the, the, this, there's become this pattern on LinkedIn, and you all know what I'm talking about now, and it's certainly because, obviously, the, the popularity and the knowledge of these automation tools are spread so, so wide, wide and far now. Um, and it's kind of like, you know, Hey, insert first name here. I'm interested in speaking to you. And it's like, we can offer you sales. And it's just, I think it's become like very synonymous with sort of people selling sales systems or sort of, you know, just hounding you for business. I agree. So we wanted to make sure that like, first and foremost in our messaging, we were actually delivering value up front and, and trying to help people. So, uh, the great thing about matchmaker is we launched, we really didn't have anything to sell. And it was just a case of like, let's just try and build a really great community. That's going to be, that's been first and foremost, the, the mission behind the matchmaker.fm product. Well, that, that helped you, right? You're starting with just providing a service, helping mm. people connect. There's yep, no absolutely. Uh, currency that's passing right now. Yep. Um, really, the currency is just giving up your information to uh, participate, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, it's weird because I've run lots of different software as a service style businesses in the past. I've never built a community like this one as per se. Um, there's obviously always been this element of community in when you're content marketing and trying to get people involved in discussion, etc. But, you know, we've never had like a almost like a social network type service. So it's been really, really interesting. And I must admit the 
I've never tried this kind of direct outreach before either. We've always very much relied on inbound marketing to generate a lot of sales and, and leads for our businesses. So with this, it's been really refreshing because not only have we been, you know, contacting people directly and, and we've actually been getting lots of people saying, thanks for introducing me about this. It's been a big lifesaver and people have turned around to us after a couple of days and say, you know, gee, I've already been booked onto 10 podcasts or I've already made some really, really valuable connections. And yeah. actually for me as an entrepreneur, that's hugely rewarding and exciting. Yeah, I, I could imagine so. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just so you know, I feel the same way about your <laughs> platform. Having, <laughs> having been on it, um, I've been on several podcasts. Yeah. I've had several guests on mine and all have been wonderful caliber people. And yeah. so it was a very pleasant surprise. Um, just so kudos to you for attracting, you know, some great people onto it. One of the things I wonder about is as you're building a community, it seems like mm -hmm. the value is when you, you have a tipping point, right? Where you get to a certain number of people where you can start to segment or, you know, find subsets of that community. But until you mm -hmm. have enough people, the value is somewhat limited. So mm -hmm. um, what is that tipping point for you or what has it been or, or what was that value prop early on versus what it is now? Has it changed? Well, I think, um, you know, the, the last eight months, we've just been focused on growing the numbers um, and also slowly innovating and starting to add more functionality and features to the platform because I think it's exciting for people when they come onto a platform and, you know, they, they see it evolving and it's changing in front of their eyes, which is great. I don't know, in terms of a tipping point, I think, you know, we got to, we're about to hit 10,000 users, which for me is a big milestone. Yeah, congratulations. You know? and, and, you know, when we, look, when we first started out on this, that almost seemed like, unachievable you know like this huge number we, we were sort of thinking we can hit to 10,000 users that's going to be a good achievement this year it looks like we're going to you know we'll smash that goal way before the end of the year which is good um but you know even to begin with it was like first of all it was going to it was getting to sort of a few hundred 500 people and then we could get can we get to a thousand and then obviously it was 5k so but I, I, what i've noticed is recently obviously you know because of word of mouth and because people are getting genuine value and, and using the platform to make good connections they happily talk about it to their friends and that's going to be the next phase for us because it's still this kind of closed ecosystem so you have to log in to be able to browse profiles and see uh, your own profile and, and see other podcasts etc um, so the next phase is going to be trying to encourage people to share their profiles on social media which i think will hopefully create this more of a snowball effect again it will open up the platform to a much wider audience who perhaps weren't aware of it and we're going to be relying less on our sort of own outreach, which obviously does still take up quite a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for, for my, sort of my sort of myself and the marketing team, you know, we're, we're sort of um, focusing a lot on still on manual outreach. So it would be good when we kind of, we can get those social interactions and um, activations on the go where people can actually just share their profile. We're going to have um, things like uh, embeddable widgets where people can actually say like book me right, right on my site sort of, sort of thing. So, you know, little tweaks like that that we can make as we're kind of growing it, which will really help to sort of further grow the numbers and, and get more people on board with the idea. Yeah, I think that'll make a big, um, have a great impact when you can tap into yep. people's own networks and communities mm. in order to fuel your growth. Yep. Um, another thing I'm wondering about is how you will monetize this in the future. I mean, surely you're not going to forever offer this wonderful free service, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we should, the plan is, um, you know, we're going to try and keep always a free option. We'll probably switch to a freemium model in the coming months. Nice. We recently had a um, promotion which we ran, which was the founders plan, where we offered some of the, um, the customers or, or the users that sign up in the early days. So it was like, I think the first 
couple of thousand users we invited them to sign up for like a lifetime deal so that they can always get access to like when we when we do monetize ah, the platform they've yeah. just paid that one-time fee as a kind of thank you for being early adopters of the platform so that's, that's worked really that, well that value proposition for those first people in that join the community i think yeah. that's that's an amazing offer there yeah. and then also you know how and, and and running that promotion has allowed us as a business obviously to kind of have this quick injection of cash which is allowing us to keep the lights on because obviously you know when you get to a certain level running platforms cost money we obviously have a development team who are working on building all these new features which they cost money work so for free really <laughs> i know exactly motivating helping out podcasters <laughs> <companies>. so, <laughs> and uh yeah so 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 that has been um, a really good idea it's almost like um it's like a sort of self-sustained crowdfunding campaign kind of mm-hmm. thing uh, but rather than turning to you know kickstarter or one of these uh, indiegogo one of these crowdfunding plan- campaigns we've kind of just done it with our own user base which is again it's been really fantastic and again i think the other benefit to doing this is you kind of you're sealing those people in as sort of fans for life too so whatever functionality we release as a sort of premium functionality which obviously eventually we'll be charging people like a yearly fee for these guys will get it for free or for a very low amount the one-time payment that they've paid forever um and also again i think it's going to be great for creating brand advocates because they're going to be sort of that, you know, the fans of the platform, they're happy with it, happy to sort of make that one-time commitment, you know, for, for lifetime use. And they'll be the ones who are really like going to be sort of singing our praise and, and pushing our platform out to their networks as well. And it's in their be- best interest to do so as well. Yeah. And they, and they had a voice into what features were prioritized, I'm sure. Yeah, and absolutely, so it's, yeah. it part, it's partly theirs. So yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that we're looking at doing um, soon, which will initially be again with the founders, but we'll be rolling it then out to, uh, sort of other users, the platform is kind of more live events. So like trying to encourage networking and make it a little bit more real time, having speakers on. And, you know, obviously at the moment due to sort of COVID, there's lots of events that are going on now online rather than going to a conference in, you know, flying across the US or going sure. somewhere exciting, going to get some sunshine somewhere. Like I came to Austin uh, to <laughs> South. I was supposed to come to Austin for South, for South by oh, South. Oh man, this year. we could have met up and yeah. had a drink together. <laughs> I know, I know. So, and but I couldn't do that. It was like I went a few years ago and it was amazing. But of course, that's not happening now. So we're looking at trying to, you know, bring bring this online and see how we can, because we've got such a group, interesting group of people, how we can kind of get minds together and just create something really exciting. Very cool. Well, obviously, some of the growth will be predicated on more and more people adopting podcasting in their own marketing efforts for their companies or even um, putting their company spokesperson um, on other podcasts rather than starting their own. So what are some of the benefits that you would share with marketers that are thinking about dipping a toe in? being a guest on podcasts i think mm-hmm. the the main thing is that you know you get to expose your business to lots of audiences that otherwise would not have seen what you do um someone summed i can't remember who but someone summed it up in a really good way it's like if as a business owner you've got the opportunity to go and stand on you know like in a town square and speak to 200 different people each week uh for for 20 minutes on on a topic that's interesting to them and interesting to you would you do it of course you would um so you know this is this is the opportunity that podcasts present you know this podcast now in such a diverse range of areas you know there's really the most one of the most obscure podcasts we've seen is like uh, one which was actually on batteries (laughs) can you believe it um but yeah of course 
you know, I can. I, I, listen, I work with engineers all day. I can absolutely <laughs> batteries. That's a huge topic, James. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but like, that's the thing, you know, you can, you can go and find a podcast for whatever your business is or whatever your area of expertise is. You can definitely find a podcast that will, will be relevant. And, you know, it's just yeah. then case of uh, just don't treat it like a sales pitch, treat it like just a discussion. You're there to try and um, impart your learning, whatever that might be, whether it's your business or just your area of expertise on, on other people and just have a conversation. Just treat it like, you know, you're chatting to people and, and uh, about an area, an area of interest that you're all incredibly passionate about. Yeah, no, I think that's great advice. Just yeah. be authentic and educational in your content. Totally. Um, so I noticed that when uh, you offered to be on my podcast, you did something a little bit out of the box compared to most people that have expressed their interest in being a guest. Okay. Do you remember what you did? Yeah, the, the video the video pitch. You sure did. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, uh, you know, again, this is one of these things. If you're going to be on someone else's podcast, you send them a message, which is text-based. They can't really get a feel for you. But I think if you record yourself on camera or even if you just record an audio clip, you know, immediately the person you're kind of pitching to be on their podcast, they kind of get a sense of who you are and your character and, um, you know, how you come across. And again, there's different podcasts for different people. Sometimes, uh, you know, I'm quite upbeat and talk quite quickly, but I probably wouldn't be right for something that's really kind of heavy on like, I don't know, business finance or something like that. You know, I, it just, it, you know, it doesn't really suit my style. So, um, yeah you know, it, it's just a, another way of, of reaching out. And again, there's just so much noise. A lot of podcasters are getting pictures all the time of people who are looking to, uh, you know, appear on them. So video, I think is just a cool way to get through. It gives it a little personal touch. I agree. And, mm -hmm. and I could tell from that video, I could, like you said, since your tone, um, yeah. since, you know, how you articulate your messages. So it was yeah. a great shortcut. Um, the other thing I've seen people use quite a bit are these one pagers. So almost mm. like a personal branding one pager and it's something, um, you know, I, I want to develop for myself, which I haven't done, but yep. I find those to be an interesting shortcut because they list here are the types of things this person can speak about. Here's some potential questions you could ask them. Here's mm. their backstory, you know, a short bio. And it was like, wow, in one page, this answered most of the questions I would have on whether or not this person's a good fit. And it yep. helped me as a host prepare so I think that's another great tool yeah I think um you know you make some good points there when you talk about especially the the sorts of questions or the sorts of topics that you can talk about because sometimes podcasters they want to create you know they want to get a sense of what each episode is going to be about and there's some podcasts where every single episode is on one topic and then there's somewhere it might just be a bit more loose so it might be talking about marketing or content marketing in your case you know so each episode will have its own set, set different sort of story and you know, as a podcaster, I'm sure you kind of are aware that you want to give your audience value. You know, you want to keep it fresh each time. So one time you might have someone who's an expert on, say, email marketing. The following time you might have someone who's an expert on Facebook retargeting or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, so I think by by giving information, if you, if you want to be a guest, by sort of telling podcast hosts as much as, about you as, as you can and what sort of topic, topics you can talk about, yeah, of course, you know, it, it helps them think, right, okay, well, we've had quite a few people recently who have talked about this, but that sounds like really refreshing and different. So why don't we discuss that? Yeah. I, I, and I think um, also some good advice for marketers that are looking to set that spokesperson up for success is don't reinvent this as you go to from to pitch from, you know, one interview to the next. Mm. 
prepare ahead of time. What are the what are the four to six key topics that you want the spokesperson to cover that and are a match for where your company's going? Yes. And then develop those out. And then depending on the show, choose which one fits that well, or maybe it's the timing, of course. Sometimes these are time sensitive, but yep. um, that's something that we did. I, I wrote a book called Content Marketing Engineered. And so uh, we took sections of that book and said, okay, let's formulate topics and questions around each section and it would all tie back to promoting the book and our yes. on-demand training but it's very educational um in you know the material itself so that's great and i guess as well the, the you're not having the same conversation over and over again then as well yeah. which i think is really important there are, there are too many podcast guests that i kind of get the sense that actually they just say the same things over and over again. Oh, like, like they're one canned yeah. thing and they go everywhere <laughs> with the same thing. Oh, yeah. yuck. Okay. And then I think, you know, it's good to have, it's good to have, of course, it's good to have some stuff that you can rely on that you kind of know inside out, you can talk confidently about. But, you know, I think, you know, you need to treat each episode as, or each, each interview, you're either doing or, or giving as, as unique because it just keeps it interesting for everyone. Yeah. I think I, I just get bored myself if I was saying the same thing over and over again, to be honest, you know. <laughs> well, what's next for you? So you're going to continue to work on Matchmaker and obviously add features and expand the community. What else mm. do you have going on? So yeah, Matchmaker is doing really well. Um, we are also working on uh, producing podcasts with a few clients. We've got a roster of businesses and, and clients we work with uh, as part of podcast.co um, and actually helping them with their, their, their creation process. Um, so very busy with that at the moment. We were actually just about to hire a head of production who's going to kind of oversee our production team. Um, so yeah, lots, lots to do at the moment. Matchmaker, I think is, is going to continue growing. We've got, um, lots of features, which we're going to be releasing from now until like Christmas time. So, uh, yeah, the development team is really busy with those. And of course it's just about keeping on top of, um, what clients want and try and trying to make sure that we are continually innovating the space really. Great. So if someone is interested in um, being a guest on a podcast or finding guests for their podcast, then where should they go for more information? So just check out matchmaker.fm. It's completely free to sign up for both podcasters and guests. Um, we're about to hit 10,000 strong now on the community. So there's literally podcasts in every uh, possible imaginable vertical and also guests with huge amounts of expertise in lots of different areas. Um, and then also if you want to connect with me directly, if you head to jamesm.com slash connect, that's where all my social profiles are. All righty. Well, I'll be sure to include links in the show notes and, um, thank you so much for being on today, James. It's really interesting. Thanks, Wendy. Cheers. Visit truemarketing.com slash podcast for notes and resource links from today's episode. While you're there, learn other ways to grow your business with content marketing, from educational resources such as self-paced training to hands-on services by the expert True Marketing team. You can also order my book, also named Content Marketing Engineer. Thanks and have a great day.